0: The Elseworlds Exchange podcast is recorded live on YouTube.com slash ComicPopReturns. Catch a ton of different comic book podcasts on YouTube.com slash ComicPop and YouTube.com slash ComicPopReturns, including shows like Back Issues, Off the Rack, and of course, The Elseworlds Exchange. If you like what you've heard, give us a good review. And if you want to help us out more directly, you can always go to Patreon.com slash ComicPop to check out all the rewards we've got going on over there.
1: I forget whether or not this is a video podcast or an audio podcast, because Yeah. If it's not a video podcast, you're missing a bet because everybody should see this room.
0: I know. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, I uh, normally it's video. We're fully into Lazarus planet alpha. Uh, I got a chance to read that. I I remember the days of just like issue one and then (laughs) two, three. Now it's, you know, omegas and tie-ins and whatnot. How did the pitch for Lazarus Planet go for you? Like, what was the idea?
1: Like, how, you know what I mean? The original pitch for what became Lazarus Planet was four 22-page issues of Batman versus Robin. And it just grew and grew and grew as editor Paul Kaminsky saw the possibilities of making it a launch, a launch point for the, you know, the Dawn of DC stuff. The idea of the Lazarus Volcano, I think, was brilliant and not mine. And, oh. it came, and it came from DC editorial. And once we realized we were doing things that could tie into Lazarus Island and we had the NASA connection and so forth that started to build and and we made a big saga out of it, but it started very small. It just ended very big.
0: I love it. You're, you're coming on the heels of, a couple of massive things that have taken place in the DC yeah. universe over the last two years or so. Uh, and yet people are kind of like, cool, you know, I'm down. And I think it's yeah. because it's not, tr- it doesn't dare to like change the nature of the world as we know it. Despite the fact that it is kind of changing the nature of the world as we know it. Just shifting things around and having fun with the, with, with the format. Exactly. Now you are no stranger to events, particularly the kind that promise new powers and status quo shifts for established characters. I'm thinking Underworld Unleashed. Right. Uh What goes into planning this kind of, when it it spirals into an event? You know, originally it was just like, oh, here's Batman vs. Robin. Now it's an event. Would you say that despite the fact that it's uh, collaborative work, you're kind of architecting this kind of thing?
1: Not as heavily as some other events in the past. A lot of it was editorially driven in a good way. Editorially driven in the sense that it lined up nicely with... I have a mechanism by which you can change characters however you want. Mm. And it was editorial and various other writers who were then coming to the table going, hey, let's do something with Raven. Hey, let's do something with Mary Marvel. Hey, let's do something with Cyborg or what have you. We backed into that. You show me the characters you want to see something happen to. Let's see if we can find a way to put them into Lazarus' planet. And make it all organic.
0: Is yeah, we've seen the I mean the promos have been around for at least a month or so. But I don't know if it's a team. Would you call it a team? The grouping where you see like Red Canary and Batman and Cyborg and Mercy. And I don't you know? know.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't call it a team. I think a lot of that is just here's just marketing. Things, you know, right. Here are characters that are ha- here are characters that things are happening to the gotcha. The 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 core teams in Lazarus Alpha are of course Supergirl Blue Devil, Batman Talia, and then Zatanna, Mary, uh, Cyborg, Beetle, uh, Power Girl. And, yeah. and and the characters they run across along the way are just absorbed into the story. Like, gotcha. Like Poison Ivy and uh, Swamp Thing, for instance. I love play, that. I... Right, who don't play an enormous part in the story. But, no. Or, but, you know, are our, our key players. I mean, they all have something to do that is unique to them.
0: Right. Right. And I love how uh, they happen upon them. They're like, whoa, did <laughs> almost yeah. as though they go, hey, I didn't know there was a there was a poison ivy swamp thing tie into this uh, this event here. And they're like, no, 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 they're just in it. Lazarus Planet allows for a ton of different points of view, mm-hmm. I think, in this event. Yes. But looking at the like checklist, it's surprisingly tight for the amount of characters that could be and are affected by it. It's largely just like kind of one shots and occasional tie-ins. Was your intent or was the idea when it became an event to be kind of like tight and compact and really only affect a few characters or were you kind of like, well, man, if we're going to make this event, let's go crazy with
1: it. It was, it was, it was somewhere in between. It was, all right, I've come up with a mechanism by which you can do whatever you want to with these characters. And it all makes sense because yeah. it's me- Those are the kind of uh, stipulations as a writer that I like from a crossover when somebody else heads it up, you know, give me an opportunity with the least number of rules attached to it and I will play with it. And I wanted sure. to set that up then for other people. Again, it's not, you don't have to have these things happen between a certain time of day. You don't have to have them happen in a certain place. You don't have to have them certain happen in a certain specific way. It's just magic has gone wild, which I think is about the broadest condition I can give you.
0: Yeah, magic has run amok in the DC universe. Yes. what does that do? How does it affect anybody? Did you see a show of hands? Like, was there kind of like a summit meeting where you were like, okay, magic's gone crazy. Here we go, and people were like,
1: oh, <laughs> <That was laughs> oh yeah. In the old and pre-pandemic days, there would have been that. This was more mm-hmm. of an edit. This was more of an editorial coordination. Thing. Uh-huh. It was again, I, I hesitate to say editorial mandate because that makes it sound like it I'm
0: sounds kind of corporate, but uh, it, it doesn't sound and like it, and it, so it wasn't
1: that at all. It was just a yeah. matter of of a lot of edit, a lot more editorial coordination this time and a lot of the editorial staff looking at fallow characters or underdeveloped characters and going, hey, maybe mm-hmm. there's something to be done here.
0: Interesting, you should mention that because uh, I notice immediately a real heavy use of Monkey Prince, who's a pretty new character. Yeah. I assume you've read Superman Smashes the Clan. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. How have your conversations with Jean Lu Yang been? Uh, with respect to incorporating his character and getting him involved in this. I I want to say his character. I mean, he was pretty much,
1: you know. Look, he's been, you know, he's been the VIP here. He's been, I don't think I could have done all this without Gene because what we had discovered as I was working on Batman, Superman World's Finest is that we were both sort of approaching the same bit of ancient mythology from different directions. And when we realized that we decided to work together on it. And making Monkey Prince such a huge part of Lazarus' planet only makes sense, especially when you read the backups that are written by Gene, which do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to explaining the original relationships between King Fireball, Neza, Monkey King, Monkey Prince, all of these characters.
0: Yeah. Uh Yeah. I just like seeing it. It's just kind of fun. My wife is a huge fan of that book. And she was like, Hey, look at monkey prints. Like, I wonder if I should do anything. And then seeing him, like, I don't even know if you can even call it retconic at this point because of how new the character is. Right. (laughs) Kind of just establishing his involvement and history with this uh, makes him hopefully uh, get on more people's radar because he is a really fun character. And hopefully I hope
1: so. He is a really fun character. And I'm, Whatever I can do to throw the spotlight on that character, I'm more than happy to do. He's also a big player in Batman Robin 5.
0: Oh, great. Apropos of Superman, because I mentioned mm-hmm. Smash of the Clan, you're involved with him. Uh, I had a chance, uh, just just switching gears a little bit to glance yeah. at the uh, Superman Birthright Deluxe Edition. If you had a chance to get a copy of that?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's such a beautiful book. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> how, how nice is it to it, see it on the shelf it, like that? It's just, it, it is really
1: big. is. I mean, yeah, yeah. they exactly. I mean, there's, you know, there've been releases before, but the reproduction on this one, the production values on this one are, they're just much more beautiful.
0: Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about what's inside? Cause I'm a, i am i just kind of want to tease it a little bit. Cause I just, I just,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's, yes, there's a new afterward by me. There you oh, go.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually gotten your thoughts on the, the like the kind of huge seismic shifts on the Superman family since your return, mm-hmm. uh, particularly John, uh, his incorporation and, and ascension to prominence. Right. It must be especially interesting to you and kind of juicy as a writer to kind of be like, "Oh, Superman has a son now."
1: Yeah, and then, yeah, and and frankly, the you know the outcome of Lazarus Planet for him is going to be probably the biggest get from Lazarus Planet. Yeah. I mean, a lot of characters are affected. A lot of them are elevated. A lot of them are changed. But John is probably the biggest uh, alteration that happens out of Lazarus' planet. And what they've got planned for him, I think, is really brilliant. Yeah. Because uh, it, does, it doesn't diminish him. It just changes it.
0: Right. Uh, there are some heavy hints about his power set changing within this event. Yes. I mean, I think we, 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 we've seen the art. It's, he's, yes. he's going electric blue.
1: At least. Yeah. I mean, it, le- that, it looks like he's like, cosmetically it, it look, speaking there's yeah, there's, there's certainly hints of, of the, uh of the ice skater costume. Yes. But I don't <laughs> think they're going, I don't think they're going full speed skater as they were before. Mm.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh
1: Lazarus planet wraps up in April.
0: Is that mm-hmm. still the case or is that, uh, are, we, are we on track?
1: I'm thinking why she left that April. Let's see. I mean, the whole, when you take in, once we were gods and and the revenge, the gods and stuff, I think that, yes, it's April is the cool. Yeah.
0: Can you tease not what's coming for DC specifically, but what's coming for Mark Wade in the coming year after that?
1: There is yet another, well, let's see. We've got Shazam. Obviously we have the world's finest. We have, uh, the Brian Hitch black label book we've been talking about Mm -hmm. as soon as I get off my butt and finish that last. (laughs) Um, and there is another, there's, there is another very exciting to me, very fun. Uh, very uh, A bunch of characters I've never really touched before a team I've never touched before uh, that I'm very much looking forward to launching in the summertime.
0: Ooh, that's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, looking at the timeline for Dawn of DC, just seeing how like Lazarus planet kind of kicks it off. Yeah. And then it goes into um, a kind of, the, the only graphic that we've seen so far is like the kind of the, with all the logos and the what what could be considered to be brainiac skullship, uh, right. but it kind of fades off into the darkness um how much of your involvement is in that shadowy part we can't see um
1: this. a little bit is in the shadowy part but to be honest i am i enjoy being surprised as much as the next person so a lot of that is stuff that Paul Kaminsky will start to tell me about and I will be telling him, no, no, no. I, I, let me be, let me be surprised. Let me enjoy. I don't need to know everything that's happening in the next year. I want to be a a reader as well. Fair,
0: fair. Uh, man, that must be such a catch 22 to work on these massive things to work on these characters and yet to also be a fan of them and to be excited about where they're going and, you know, to have an influence over where they might be heading and going, Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> I did yeah. this story and it. Oh, does it affect them? Because I was just reading that story and I'm really looking forward to where that's going. But yeah, 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 that's awesome. Uh, I guess that's it. I just wanted to thank you so much for hanging out with me, chatting about this, teasing Lazarus Planet. Are there any other? Uh, I hate this question because I think it's so lazy, but I'll ask it anyway just because we're here. Uh, is there anything that you, no one's asked about Lazarus Planet? You're kind of like, I can't believe no one's asked this
1: yet. I kind of want to talk about it. People are not talking nearly enough about uh, Ricardo Federici and Mm. the work he's doing on this book. It is phenomenal. It is, his style is unlike any artist I've ever worked with. And I didn't know how that was going to work because I'm not used to working with someone with that approach. Yeah. Uh, But it so works. I was so curious to how he was going to interpret scripts and more so than a lot of artists I've worked with his interpretation is not what I'm seeing in my head but that is not a fault it is actually a it, it is not a bug it's a feature because sure. he's, he's he's surprising me and in, in a good way he's he's taking visuals that uh I had pictured in, you know in one way and doing it in a completely different way but in a way that actually makes them stronger and better
0: absolutely no that's yeah. something that we we haven't had a chance to talk about Overall, is the like kind of fantasy nature of this book and yeah. how it. I mean, it reminds me of like a Frazetta book. Like it's yeah. just that gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and uh, and it lends itself to that kind of thing because, of course, we're talking about magic and we're talking about like right. at least you know some element of fantasy. Um, but seeing it rendering characters like Batman and uh you know characters that are more street level, a little bit more literal, uh, yeah. it's, it's really cool. <laughs> no, yeah, it's thanks. a gorgeous book. Yeah, um, yeah, great pairing. I assume that was uh. It wasn't so much that you picked him out so much as that was like, hey, Federici is available. We're going to do right. this. And, but, and it uh, ended up a great call. Yeah, but a lucky uh, lucky uh, accident. Yeah. That's exciting. Mark, thanks so much for hanging out with me. Uh, you thank bet. you everybody for watching. and We'll see you guys next time with another episode.